Why, hey there. Welcome to the Business of Ergonomics podcast. My name is Darcy Jeremy, and today I want to share with you what makes a really great ergonomics program in a company. Welcome to the Business of Ergonomics podcast. I'm your host, Darcy Jeremy. I'm a board-certified professional ergonomist with over 15 years of experience delivering ergonomics programs to employers of all different types. In this podcast, I share what other healthcare professionals are already doing and being with ergonomics assessments and how to land those clients that you dream of. Without further ado, let's jump into this episode right now. So today I want to share with you some insights I've gleaned over the years of consulting combined with what I have gleaned from one of my favorite books of all time, Codex Ergonomic Design for People at Work. If you are in the ergonomic space and you haven't heard of this book yet, I highly recommend it because I have used this over and over, especially consulting to the industrial world. So check that out and you can buy that book. Great reference. Let's move back into what I want to talk about today. We all know that success everywhere leaves clues, habits, processes, achievements. Well, the same is true, my friend, with successful ergonomics programs. The reason why I'm bringing this up to you right now is when you are consulting in businesses and you're finding that you're no longer only handling the low-hanging fruit. You're now evolving and maturing and you're going to need more complex systems to serve your customers. Not only is that going to be better for your bottom line, you're going to be preventing injuries and allowing that organization to achieve their full potential. Doesn't that sound great? It does. And that is one of the reasons why the Accelerate program exists. If you want to learn more about what is involved with Accelerate the Business of Ergonomics, you can get head to www.ergonomicshelp.com slash biz, B-I-Z. I'm going to be opening enrollment at the end of September. And before I do that, I'm going to be doing some really useful, impactful training all about ergonomics and getting customers and building a rewarding ergonomics business offering your own ergonomic services. So make sure you head there right now, save your spot or check it out in the description because you don't want to miss this. It's going to be a fantastic event. Let's talk about 10 elements, clues, if you will, that makes for a successful ergonomics program. Number one, careful planning and involvement of all stakeholders. So that means not just management, not just supervisors, not just frontline employees, absolutely everybody who is involved in that organization across all functions is done prior to actually beginning to implement an ergonomics program. You might see this in the method of doing a kickoff meeting. Those are really useful. As well as 
being able to understand how you're going to be measuring success and other metrics that will be key in moving that process forward. Number two, while the basic core elements of an ergonomics program are present, most efforts are moving towards a structure based on ergonomics process. And the really neat thing here with number two is that it involves you as an ergonomics expert being involved and steering that ship forward. You got to be there. There's no one else that can do it. Number three, participatory ergonomics principles are typically practiced. Have you ever heard of participatory ergonomics, my friend? No? Okay. Well, I actually did my master's thesis in participatory ergonomics, and I worked for a public institution where we put in place ergonomics change teams in multiple organizations. So we put in the process, the foundation, the framework, and did the training. Participatory ergonomics is where you make a cross-functional team of various elements and representations of that company. So you might have when, when we talked about all stakeholders in number one, you might have management supervisors, cross-functional uh, teams in, this, in the way of frontline employees on one team that has anywhere between six to 12 people. You've trained them and you set a schedule. You show them how to do ergonomics assessments, what the ergonomics processes, and then how to come about really useful low-hanging fruit solutions. Of course, you're there to steer and navigate and mentor this team. But what you're doing with this participatory ergonomics approach, which is so useful, is that you're training an in-house team to do it themselves. And they need to have that. Number two, the core elements of an ergonomics program. Meet regularly, and you are there to check in and if you're looking for another service offering, my friend, you combine one, two, and three together there, it's careful planning with basic core elements of an ergonomics process with participatory ergonomics, well, there you go. That is one service offering that you can have success with. Let's move on to number four, shall we? Ergonomics efforts are integrated with other business initiatives. This is something that seems incredibly simple because it is, yet in at least the larger organizations, ergonomics tends to be an afterthought. And if you've ever seen the price of involving ergonomics at the very first stage of planning versus incorporating into a system after you put it into place, then you know that that can easily be 10x if not a bazillion times more than that, and that's a scientific term. One of the folks that I used to really, really follow in participatory ergonomics, he stated, and this is more than a decade ago, maybe 12, 14 years ago, and this is Richard Wells from uh, the University of Waterloo and the Institute for Work and Health, if you're familiar with any of those fine establishments. He emphasized the value of incorporating ergonomics with engineering and similar 
mainstays as that so that you can have that integration. And whenever a new piece of equipment is purchased, then that piece of equipment can be demoed prior to that purchase. And ergonomics constraints can be evaluated before that investment is taken in place. And I certainly had this when I was at a larger organization. It's something that you can bring forward as part of your ergonomics consulting. It may be that you're consulting to an organization and they want to buy new chairs if there's an office or new monitor arms or keyboard trays. If you can incorporate ergonomics at stage one or stage zero, you can engineer out any risk. Likewise, in industrial settings, when you're redesigning a line, ensure that the height is within the parameters. Ensure that there's other elements there that can encourage and promote really good working positions and working postures. Number five, ergonomics problem-solving techniques are more widely accepted and used. Not only is this organization talking the talk, they're walking the talk too. They're practicing what they're preaching. Number six, proactive ergonomics efforts are more common. So that organization can be looking at other ways to measure success and other parameters than just injuries and time loss claims. Number seven, my friend, we are talking about software technology, whether it's developed by that organization or something that organization uses. It provides accurate and timely data tracking. It could be that you're measuring leading indicators, lagging indicators to the health of the ergonomics program. You're measuring year after year performance of injuries, of other data. It's also true for any sort of specialized computerized ergonomics analysis tools out there. We're on to number eight, and this is oh so important and often overlooked, but I think it still can get incorporated, just not at the forefront. And it's all about flexibility and responsiveness that are built into the process structure and analysis process to allow for changing business and organizational cultural needs. What this means is that changing production lines, changing seasons um, will have an impact on the performance. So therefore, things are going to be changed and how they're measured and assessed and, and when the implications are put into place. Number nine. Oh, it's so good. I got to share this with you. And it's so good for so many reasons. And one of the reasons why is that it allows you to add this service deliverable to your system for those companies that you have already worked with. Yes, my friend, I'm talking about auditing of the ergonomics program. And this occurs at least, at least at a minimum, annually. But monitoring occurs more frequently. And I hope that little light bulbs of opportunity 
an encouragement or going on in your head to clients that you have worked with in the past year or maybe years ago that you can follow up, check in, see how things are going and make them an offer. Last but not least, number 10. We're talking about keeping your finger on the state of the ergonomics world. How do you do that? Well, it could be that you have to be in the literature, attend conferences, be in peer-to-peer groups, uh-huh. the business of ergonomics program, Accelerate, enrollments opening in less than a month. And if you need that peer-to-peer engagement to make sure that your stuff is as good as it should be, then I want to encourage you to sign up to ergonomicshealth.com slash biz. So go ahead and do that. So what I'm getting to here is that programs are revised and or retooled probably every two to three years to remove any barriers that you've identified as part of the participatory ergonomics team or whatever system that you've put in place with that organization and address additional or changed influences. This is needed to keep the ergo process as fresh as possible and incorporate any sort of new technology that you're seeing that can make the impact of the ergonomics program bigger, better, the best in the world, dare I say. There you have it, my friend. That is the 10 characteristics of a mature ergonomics process. I hope that encourage you to move forward with the types of services that you're offering. I hope it brought up some opportunities that maybe you just didn't see before because there is so much opportunity. Yes, there is out there for ergonomics. One of my personal favorites are the Participatory Ergonomics Initiative because you can put that place in place in some of your larger organizations and then mentor and coach that team and do follow-ups, make sure on their, they're on the right lines because that's a lot of billable time for you. And then auditing the ergonomics programs or the leading and lagging indicators of past organizations that you've worked with and then giving them a fine uh, tune-up where they are required to make those any changes that you've identified. Both of those are income generating and they're value-based that makes that organization's life better at the end of the day. So it's a win-win and you definitely, gosh, you have my seal of approval, but you don't need that anyway. One last reminder to head to ergonomicshelp.com slash biz. You sign yourself up for that training. And I'll see you there as uh, the details become more available, my friend. And I'll chat soon. Have a great day. Thank you for listening.